0: Also, if you're a minor, please check with your parent and or guardian, as you need to have permission to listen to these podcasts. We will potentially talk about violent subject matter, sexuals content, and difficulties human beings face on their day-to-day lives in recovery. Well, I am super califragilistically expialadociously excited to have you on. I could barely contain it because you are one of my favorite humans right and i know we don't spend a lot of time together but that doesn't matter right because you're still one of my favorite humans so val welcome to voices in recovery podcast tell us about yourself
1: wow thank you so much that is so kind and gracious of you and um uh, it's um today's been just such a beautiful day Hmm. i was um the alternate chair of a Recovery event. It was yeah. an all day event. And, you know, I realized that people are so hungry for that connection, mm-hmm. even though we couldn't be in the same room together. And okay. everybody's sick of Zoom. And, Yeah, oh,
0: but, yeah, but was, tell me about it. So it was a Zoom event.
1: Yes. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. In the 12 step program, yeah. I'm, uh, I hang out in a lot of church basements. That's right. Without breaking my anonymity yep. per se. But um, it was, um, uh what they call the pioneers dinner so okay. it's uh for kind of geared towards older members of the fellowship yeah uh older is in more seasoned so there was people there with like <laughs> like forty years of sobriety wow. 45 years of sobriety yeah you know people who speak my language and they sobered up you now when I was a little child mm-hmm. and um
0: that always trips me out absolutely yeah, yeah
1: yeah yeah no it was yeah. really great it was it was so good. Cool. You know, it was so good. So, yeah, I am uh, I was the alternate chair for that event and the Banff Roundup, which uh, okay. 2021 is going to probably look different than yeah. uh, previous New Year years. So, I don't know. It's just uh, I feel like when I'm done these things, I just feel like um just flying, you know. Mm-hmm. It's so good. It's so good.
0: It feels good to get filled up with that kind of stuff, though, right?
1: It does. It does. It kind of puts some gas in the tank mm-hmm. for when I'm... You know, uh,
0: exactly. a little bit later down the road, right? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, not today, some other day.
1: Anything that keeps this lunatic, lunatic, alcoholic, what have you, Mm. on the right path is the right thing to do today. So, yeah.
0: yeah. Cool. So tell us how how you got here to this place where you had a wonderful full day of recovery (laughs) and you're jacked up.
1: You know what? I'm... I was one of those people in sobriety, and I've known people with multiple years of sobriety. And I think you said it once in a meeting, it's either uh, a bottle, a book, or a bullet, mm-hmm. because the pain of living as a dry drunk yeah. is, I swear it takes more people out than, uh, than yeah. booze, you know? I agree. It is so, there's just something in us, like maybe something missing or something extra, Mm -hmm. I have a, I'm just going to come out and say my alcoholism has a battery that's nuclear and Mm -hmm. it's going to die when I die. And it's one thing to put the plug in the jug. And I've done, I used to do that every Sunday morning regularly, but, um, you know, I, the program of recovery I'm in just gives me everything, everything that I need, like everything that I need. And um, to have that community, to have that fellowship, like a spiritual basis and mm. to be surrounded by people who've experienced like the same terrible tragedies and hideous, you know, ugh, but to be, you know, on, I guess you'd say trudging the road of happy destiny, yeah. I, 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 I just never feel alone. Even mm. when I'm alone, I don't yeah. feel alone. So, yeah, I'm really, um, I'm like pumped right now. I'm like, ah, oh, I'm a spiritual right giant. I'm having a spiritual good hair day. And <laughs> now I'm going to ride this wave as long as it lasts. Lives. Yeah, tomorrow I might be dragging my ass with God. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, today's, today's been a good day.
0: Right on, right on. So, do you want to, you just take it away. You tell us whatever you want.
1: Um, I guess I can share my story. like That's, um, yeah. Uh, I grew up in a very, very, very small town in the middle of uh, B.C. You know, I when I tell my story, it's the kind of place that you uh, buy gas and use a can mm-hmm. and then get in the car and go somewhere better. Yeah. So um, I lived in the middle of nowhere, kind of, you know, even the fences fell down. You know, mm-hmm. if you had a, got a dog from us, it would bite you. And you got a horse from us, it would kick you. And mm-hmm. you bought a car, it would probably break down in your driveway you know once that bubble gum <laughs> fell off the radiator yeah. on the bottom yeah and all the fluid came out like we were just um guess what you call white trash mm-hmm. and um i was pretty much told from the day i understood this language that i was pretty no good and not mm-hmm. wanted and uh you know, it was my mother's uh, insurance policy so my dad wouldn't leave mm-hmm. and i was her seventh child and uh, she made it pretty clear that the marriage didn't work out and I was pretty much unnecessary. And so from mm. the from the day I understood that, it felt like it was in my DNA. Mm. That's just no damn good, just no good. And everything I did was a disappointment. Yeah. And uh, from a very young age, I, I was pretty much convinced that if there was one less of me on the planet, like that would be okay. Mm. It would be actually good. And it was right around the same time that uh, You know, in the early 70s, people were talking with uh, Davis Suzuki.
0: Mm.
1: And people would be like, the population is exploding and all these people and so many unnecessary people. And I knew they were right. And Mm. I knew that if they talk long enough, they would say my name because I was unnecessary. Mm -hmm. I've truly, truly believed that about myself. And I did for many, many, many years. But Mm. as a child, you know, nobody can tell a child how shitty they are better than they can. And once they mm-hmm. learn that language, yeah. it takes a lifetime and a lot of work to speak a different tongue.
0: Constant work. Yep. Yeah.
1: And I was fluent. I was fluent. That was my first language. Is that I was no good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So uh it was a I was thinking about that the other day, you know, to do that to mm-hmm. a kid. And it wasn't just me. I wasn't you know, the only one, like all of us walked out of there with like uh, a little something, something missing or a little something, something mm-hmm. extra. It wasn't just me. And for the longest time, I just believed it was me and everybody else was fine. And then one day I, I was able to like look at somebody else other than myself and realize, no, nah, nobody was fine. Mm-hmm. So I, I believe that we were kind of like a, an incubator for alcoholism. Yeah. It was in the DNA. It was. It seemed like the only time they were happy, they as in well, my parents. Yeah. So the only time they were happy was when, you know, dad was hammered and mom was kind of managing him. Yeah. You know, and, um, you know, it was, uh, it looked like a good time. Yeah. It looked like a good time. Like,
0: Just one second, sorry. Darcy, oh, no, that's would you okay. mind filling this with a cold water, Please. Thank you.
1: That's quite the jug. <laughs> I know. Well, I've, I've had a whole jug almost every every episode. Is that so. like the Kool-Aid? Is that going to like run through the wall? Like Kool-Aid? <laughs> Kool-Aid. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I'm just feeling silly. <laughs> Drinking some Kool-Aid.
0: Yeah. What, what does the Kool-Aid man say when he comes through? Oh, I, yeah. I, I, I,
1: <laughs> no, um, that's like the bud... Yeah, he,
0: what does he say oh yeah oh yeah oh yeah I thought it was hey hey hey, hey. <laughs> <laughs> I was like oh yeah <laughs> dude thank you man. appreciate it
1: so yeah yeah it was um, you know it was it was tough and um, like so many people in recovery that I've spoken to like um, the men in my family were very very sick mm-hmm. and and uh, there was four of them and one of me and I was hunted like an animal. I wasn't safe in my home. Like going from my room to the bathroom involved a strategy. They were everywhere. Really? Yeah. They were sick, sick, sick. Mm. And, um, Jesus. And yeah, and then,
0: sorry, go on.
1: No, please. it's okay. Like, uh, I used to think when I was introduced to recovery and the concept of a higher power of my understanding, I was pissed at God. Like Mm -hmm. the God of the nice ladies wasn't my God. You know, I didn't want that person, that big wife beater in the sky. You know, I, I didn't want that God, but I asked them, you know, if there is a God, why would God let that happen to little children? Mm -hmm. And I realized that people without God, without Mm -hmm. a higher power, without a path, do that to little children like Mm -hmm. sick people and sick people let that happen to little children Mm -hmm. and so I just um, when I took that first drink it was my solution Mm -hmm. it was a way to escape from the burden of being me yeah and it was it was a salvation it was I still remember it like um, it was wonderful Mm -hmm. and I uh, I found the promised land like I found the solution and it was easy it was easy and all of a sudden like I was bearable and mm-hmm. uh, I drank actively alcoholically from the very first time to the very last time I took my first drink I was probably like 14 mm-hmm. and I took my very last drink when I was 29
0: Wow
1: yeah going on 30 yeah so February 1st 1999 is my sobriety day I wow. uh, it's a miracle. It's a miracle. And when I speak of, you know, I had to let go of a lot of prejudices against religious people. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, there's some really nice ladies in my community and they ran brownies which I thought was a or, uh, religious organization yeah. until, you know, very recently. <laughs> they were like, you know, did you it, think it was
0: a cult? Like
1: I, You know what? I, I just Well, they also, um, they were community leaders mm-hmm. and they did softball. And yeah. I thought that was a religious organization yeah. too. Because I realized everything they did, that was their solution. Mm-hmm. And it gave me such a prejudice that um, I really had to work on that. Mm-hmm. I really had to work on that to... Um, to find my higher power and, um, which has never been of a religious nature, Mm -hmm. but it's unique and important to me. And I realize now those women saw a child in crisis and they did what worked for them Mm -hmm. and coming from a place of really caring. And, uh, it just, it just, you know what, if somebody would have told me that uh, AA was a, a religious program and I had to accept I would have turned around and kept drinking like, yeah. I just could not accept and today you know me and I spend some of my the happiest days of my life in the basements of churches mm-hmm. I do yeah. I do and every miracle I've ever seen has been in the basement And that is not saying anything about what happens upstairs. That's just being personal as to me, what has happened in like a thousand church basements and given me a beautiful life. So, you know i remember being at a bush party and it was the 80s mm-hmm. and like my hair was like out here it was like <laughs> amazing it's i would like, have
0: fucking loved you too. you know
1: what you would have followed me like a dog I'm i would have i
0: know i would have you, know, you were you would have been the kind of fucking wild that i love oh
1: totally yeah. like get yeah. some liquor in me i'm telling you remember at disneyland there was like the a rides the b rides i was the e-ride <laughs> I was the most tickets, with the least amount of effort anyway, (laughs) I was at a Bush party, my hair was out here, and and the right song was playing on the radio, and right, there's like a line of dudes, Mm -hmm. like with the big shoes, and they're all cool, it was like 1986, and we rolled up, and I had a Mickey, a Mickey of like Crown Royal, and I, I jumped out of the car. I was like, "Woo!" I had arrived, and we were, like, going to party. And the Mickey fell down, and it hit a rock, and it broke. So I don't even think it took two seconds. I was on my hands and knees, sucking rye off the ground with the mud in the glass in my mouth. And all the other, my little friends with the big hair, they're mm-hmm. all standing around going, oh, it's so gross. Yeah. You're disgusting. I was the only... Like, I didn't suck rye off the ground like the other girls. Mm-hmm. They were all standing around looking at me like I was an animal. I was the elephant man. Yeah. You know, and I'm on all floors with the glass in my mouth, sucking rye off the mud off the ground. Like it was like that for me. Mm-hmm. And it, but from the day I took that first drink until my last drunk, January 31st, 99, that is how I drank out of like a champagne flute or Mm -hmm. a wine skin or a fancy place or a shitty place. Like that is how I drank. So, yeah, it was, I was instantly, I was an alcoholic in training from the womb. I'm convinced of it. Mm. All you had to do was add liquor and stir. Yeah, I I was, I was done. So yeah, like, um, But I decided I wasn't going to be like the people, the women I knew in my part of BC. I was like a million times smarter. I was a million times better. I was Mm -hmm. better looking. I was this. I was that. So I left. And the only way I could figure out how to change my life was to lie about it. Because I had no other skills. Mm. So I would tell people these outrageous stories. I, I grew up on a Clydesdale farm, and and went to you know this bum at the bar. He was in the market to buy Clydesdales. Like, who's the bigger bullshitter, him or mm-hmm. me? Like,
0: yeah. Oh no. Well, whichever like... one of you is trying to talk the other one into bed. <laughs> exactly. <laughs>
1: exactly. It's like, oh my gosh. So I found out if you want to live a life built on lies mm-hmm. and do it successfully, the best way to do that is to have a constant flood of new people. Yeah. So the best way to do that is by a series of, I didn't know what it was called then, but I call it a geographical, yeah. you know, just keep moving. Yeah. So I went to California and I went to Mexico and I went to South America and I give them fake names mm. wherever I went in case they like met each other. Yeah. You know, I didn't want them talking about me. Yeah. So, and I went to Australia and I lived there for a year and everything, no matter where it went, and no matter what I did. And I don't know, you've probably heard me tell my story. Like I would wake up in like strange places mm-hmm. with people mad at me all the time. Mm-hmm. And people, this is before the Googler, right? And people like yeah. looking through the English to whatever language dictionary and they're saying, do you remember what you said to me? Do you remember what you did? I'm like, did I say happy birthday? Because it was your birthday. <laughs> I don't think so. Or did look I on shit you. on
0: your cage? <laughs>
1: <laughs> That's right. <laughs> like, did I screw somebody inappropriate? <laughs> I hope not. But uh, I'm kind of thinking. Uh, oh, so, shit. Yeah, I know. <laughs>
0: Yeah, those were the but those were the hard days man when you wake you know, up and you're like what the fuck did i do
1: absolutely and yeah. when you try to find a piece of mail and you can't read the language and you can't figure out how to use the phone to <laughs> like call a cab <laughs> and even if you did no one understands what you're saying yeah it is terrifying yeah it was terrifying i'd be like i'm gonna speak very honestly just because i love you. yeah i do mm-hmm. i would like be you know like um Uh, Star Trek they had the transporter and you'd be like and then all of a sudden (laughs) I would like come to I'd be having sex with somebody and then I would start like screaming because I didn't know what was happening I didn't know where I was I didn't know who this person was like it was absolutely terrifying Mm -hmm. and I put myself through that again and again and again and Mm -hmm. again and then I was at a speaker meeting and this little girl well, she's probably in her early 20s. And she was probably in grade three when I sobered up. Mm-hmm. And she shared from the podium a lot of old timers in AA. I'm not there quite yet. Say, you're you know just what? about there. Thank you, David. Yes, That's very kind. You're knocking on the door. <laughs> she, like a lot of old timers would say, these young kids, all they got to do is shut up and open their ears. And you know, thank <laughs> God, thank God this one was talking because she told yeah. me she learned in treatment that people who do things in blackouts are trying to fix, they're trying to fix what happened to them. Mm -hmm. And I realized all of a sudden it made sense to me. That behavior made sense to me because I just thought I was the most hideous, horrible, you know, evil person in the world. Mm -hmm. This acting out, this degrading behavior. And I just, I just realized like, what she's told me was, it was a miracle. All of a sudden, mm-hmm. I understood. I understood. And anything that helps me, anything that helps me, I'll take it. Mm-hmm. I'll take it. Yeah. So all of a sudden, I wasn't... Because I was really ashamed of that. Mm-hmm. And now I'm able to share it because it helps somebody. Mm-hmm. I do not regret the past, nor do I wish to shut the door on it. Because yeah. it could help somebody. Yeah. And do I go like... Shouting it from the rooftops, no, except for here today, right now. <laughs> except for right now.
0: But we've kind of provided a rooftop, and we appreciate hearing people yell from it. So You
1: know what? The neighbors are like, oh, covering totally. their ears. Yeah. yeah I'm okay.
0: sure they are around here, actually. They've, yeah. They're probably like, oh, my God, what are they doing in there? What are they doing in there? Yeah.
1: Honey, let's go to church. Yeah, we're it's doing church cool. stuff. It's a cool church. That's right. We're doing <laughs> church stuff in here. That's right. <laughs> no so yeah you know what i and then one day i fell in love like mm. this hippie dude who was kind of kind of like you mm-hmm.
0: not as good looking but almost as. you know good what
1: looking. not nearly and almost that's something is... that we all have to live with okay <laughs>
0: it's
1: true <laughs> but you know what he was like a dark gypsy soul and he had uh, long hair yeah. and i uh, um, to say i adored him wouldn't even touch it like mm. i worshiped him which is never a good sign i know that But at the time, like, Mm -hmm. it's like, dude, tell me what you want. I'll become that. And it's win-win because you'll get what you want and I'll, I'll be somebody. I'll be somebody. Mm -hmm. So Susie chapstick, no problem. Like redneck chick, no problem. Mm -hmm. You know, like name it. I'll be it. Yeah. The chameleon. right? Absolutely. Absolutely. I love this dude. I loved him. And you know what? I signed a contract saying I will only ever have three drinks at any given time. Because I would my behavior was shameful to him. Mm-hmm. So I would only ever have three drinks at any given time. It didn't matter that it was like the size of your water jug over there. I'd be like, <laughs> 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 That's number
0: one <laughs> Speaking of the size of my water jug. Darcy don't forget to get a picture of the size of my water jug. <laughs> are, jug. are you okay if he Ooh. takes our picture while we're at some point. While oh, we're sure. yeah, okay. yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So I, I really, and I, I all through my journey and before recovery during, and I wouldn't say after recovery cause I'm, I'll be in this just for today, for the rest of my life, mm-hmm. you know, but I, I swore I was the first person to ever do anything. I swore I made this stuff up. But when I was a a kid, I thought I invented air guitar. So I had no idea someone else thought of that. I Uh, thought that was mine. I love it.
0: Yeah, but if you're a kid, you could easily think that. Absolutely, absolutely,
1: absolutely. Yeah, I've always been full of curiosity and wonder. Mm. I have always been, even during those troubled times, I had great hunger to be alive, and I still do. Mm -hmm. You definitely do. I definitely do. Anyway, I love this dude, and he, Grew to kind of hate me, but I loved him. Mm. I loved him. I did my best. I did my best. I couldn't stop messing up. I couldn't stop messing up no matter what I did. Yeah. And slowly his love... First, it grew cold. Mm. And then it turned to... Yeah, 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 if you were to die, maybe that would be okay. Mm. You know, he never said it. He never had to. He was a yeah. decent man. But... um because I couldn't quit drinking and I couldn't Mm. quit screwing up. I couldn't quit acting inappropriately sexually with other people. You know, I could not quit. I did not know how. And every single time Sunday morning rolled around, I swore I would never do it again. And by Friday, like my toes are tapping and my hands are shaking. I can't wait to do it again. Mm -hmm. And the difference is now with 21 years of sobriety, I know what's waiting for me mm. i know what's waiting for me
0: yeah.
1: best case scenario i drive along and i take off the mirrors on 10 park cars because yeah. i'm a bar star i want to go where the boys are and i'm a i was a chronic drunk driver mm-hmm. and that's what's waiting for me that's what's waiting for me i know what's waiting for me working where i work which one of my friends is gonna you know read my rights and Put me on a breathalyzer. Now, why would I want to do that to somebody, and why would I want to do it to myself? You know, so um, my sobriety today, I got nothing else if I don't have that. Mm-hmm. Like nothing else. And this guy, you know, bless him, he did his best, and so mm-hmm. did I. And it just wasn't meant to be. Yeah. You know, but I did tell him when I was about thirty days sober, I like phoned him up and I said. You know, if you quit drinking and I quit drinking, they say in a year that we could go out. Like my sponsor told me, no um, dating. I was like, yeah. okay. So I phoned him up and he wasn't into it. He yeah. didn't uh, He didn't fall for it.
0: No way. No. Nope. But you tried.
1: You got to try. I, tried. Yeah. I was like, hey, brother, I've got some good news for you. <laughs> and he was like me with those religious ladies in the softball. And he yeah. was like, oh, oh <laughs> <laughs> no
0: thanks. He's like, ah. <laughs> exactly. Like you're a vampire.
1: No, a garlic. <laughs>
0: but you know what's funny? I, I say that out of, as a joke, but the truth is, I, I was like you. I was a vampire. I really? was an emotional fucking vampire How too. so? Well, anyone who would give me that kind of sexual, physical attention, ah. I would then put my teeth in them ah. and drain them for every bit of emotional support they were worth.
1: And then after they die, you're like, oh, what stinks? Exactly. Well, it's like, you're the one that killed them.
0: Exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> it, well, it's <laughs> precisely why does my living room smell like dead bodies? Well, because you've had six in here in the last week. That's why.
1: Yeah. Right? Yeah. yeah.
0: Sorry, please.
1: No, no, no. That's okay. Like I was thinking about, um, uh, you know, I for years and years I've been with CPS and mm-hmm. uh, you know, there's just something about um yeah, you know, people are interested in sex. They say mm-hmm. sex sells and you know what, you can be at the most boring speaking mirror speaker meeting ever and all of a sudden somebody mentions sex and all of a sudden everybody sits up yep. and like the ears like a horse, you know, ring.
0: It's it's a part of our pleasure center, man. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah.
1: <laughs> but um I remember I wrote this police report. Uh, back in the days I wrote records police reports and uh there was a swingers club mm-hmm. it's in the Northeast. I'm sure it's uh, shut down because of COVID or whatever. But um, if I see you there, like, I'll be cool. Don't worry, okay?
0: Cool. Okay. I just want to make sure you're going to be cool.
1: <laughs> you're going to be cool?
0: I've invited you. You just don't like the whole idea just of a sausage party. on
1: Tuesday. Yeah, you're just That's not right. a fan
0: of sausage parties, and I like it.
1: <laughs> <laughs> there's like, um, so there's a swingers club. And so <laughs> Somebody stole a couple of flats of pop off the back step. And so they phoned it in to not emerge and like, someone stole our pop. And if you can get one cop car, one cop car. I'm totally serious. If you can get one cop car to like a call like that. In this case, like six of them, they're like.
0: Because it's a swingers club. Because it's a
1: swingers club. And I was talking to this cop and I could hear the motor racing. It's like. (laughs) And he's like, I'm going to the swingers club. Oh, I can't wait. It's gonna be so hot. Oh, the chicks are gonna be fantastic. It's gonna be so great. I was like, okay, you know, so I wrote up the police report. And then a couple hours later, I talked to the same officer. I yeah. said so I'm dying to know, right? I'm like, how is this swingers club? And he said to me, Oh, it was terrible. I said, Why? <laughs> and he goes, everybody look like my mom and dad
0: (laughs) (laughs) and seriously the first time in history that that officers of the law go priority one to a theft (laughs) theft right to a theft under right (laughs) that's funny he's so disappointed (laughs) like oh god he's like it's like Jesus, all these people who are swingers, I don't envy them anymore because it's like my mom and my dad. Yeah,
1: that's right. Nobody oh was goodness. hot. It's like, yeah. oh, that's so disappointing.
0: It's not like the movies. We'll tell you that much. Oh, yeah. it might
1: be like the movies. It depends which movies you go oh, to. Oh, it depends which swingers club you go to as Yeah, well. I don't know yeah. if there's like the super hot one or just the regular people one. Well, here's
0: my experience. My experience okay. is, is that the hotness goes up with how much money people have. Oh, right?
1: interesting. Yeah. Interesting. Because be-
0: people with, and, and actually, this this kind of came to me by a, a member of CPS actually oh. who's involved in um, sex trafficking and stuff. Oh right. Said it, wherever money is, you're going to find the most depraved humans ah. on the planet, right? Because the more money, the more depravity. Because you can do anything you want.
1: Ah, right? interesting.
0: Yeah, I, I thought it was very interesting. But it makes sense as to why there's so many questions about the elite right now. Yes. And their se- and they sex trafficking. Right,
1: stuff. right, right. Yeah. And you know what? You know what? That's mm. That's a whole, yeah. A whole
0: other animal. And I'm, I'm absolutely. sorry. I, obviously, no, no. people with, not everybody who has money does that. That's not no. what I'm saying. No. Yeah, sorry.
1: But I did, um, one of my nieces, actually, she didn't traffic her children. She mm. gave them away. Oh, geez. And I found out that poor people sell their children. Yeah. And people in this country give them away. Yeah. And... Um, That was really, really, really tough. It was tough to find out. It was tough to hear. And one of the last things that my mother ever spoke to me, she phoned me up. She was in a tizzy. I'd been with the police service maybe three or four weeks. It -hmm. was so... And she was, you know, we didn't know, but she was about to die. And um, she phoned me up and she said, I want you to phone this detective in the lower mainland and you tell him who you are and you tell him where we work and you work and you tell him that you want those kids back. It's like, I have no powers mm. and somebody should have been taking kids from this family a long time ago. Yeah, And she didn't want to hear that. Yeah. Like she didn't want to hear that. That was, you know, what.
0: What a moment to stand up, though. eh?
1: You know what? My knees are knocking a little bit now, and she's been dead. Coming up 17 years. Wow. I know. I know. But my stomach is like, uh, Mm -hmm. uh. you know what? Her rule, she was, you know, she was the law. Mm -hmm. She was the law. And as far as those kids getting taken away, you know, that was going to happen. And should've happened a long time ago. Yeah. It was just happened in a different generation because she just did what her mom did and mm-hmm. you know, gave her children gave her children away. Yeah. And that was a pattern in our family for generations, who mm. knows how long. Really? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So but when those nosy neighbors or those goddamn cops are, you know, in people's business and blah blah blah. Mm-hmm. It is society's business to to protect children. Of course. Vulnerable children, you know? Yeah, of course. So, yeah, you know, it was, um, it, was an, um, it was a tough one. It was a tough mm-hmm. one. And the judge said to my niece, you know what? More or less that you're a piece of shit and you come from shit and you're going to be shit.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And the old me would have believed that judge. Yeah. And the person I am now in recovery, it was tough to hear that it kind of filtered through, mm-hmm. you know, in Because recovery, you know how damaging that is. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. And you know what, as like lady, bring it on. Mm-hmm. You know, you think I haven't heard that in my own head. Yeah. And I know that it doesn't have to be true. It doesn't have to be true. That mm-hmm. she just... Um, well, it's not true. Just because no. a person's
0: suffering doesn't make them a piece of shit.
1: No, no, right? and my niece like, was sick yeah she was just doing what she was taught yeah. as a woman was her job was to keep her man happy at any cost, yeah and if that meant to sacrifice the children that's mm-hmm. what she did
0: and and you know what's what's interesting is that well people will condemn that right and, oh
1: totally and it's
0: it's fine to do that if you feel so inclined, I guess, but the reality is is all you're doing is condemning yourself because as soon as we condemn someone who's sick, we're fucked, yeah. like we're just fucked but right? it's
1: just um People have a fantasy that strangers do that. Mm -hmm. And the truth is that families do that. Yeah. You know, that's really, really, really a tough thing. Mm -hmm. So I I had a good cry over that, That over what the judge said. And then I picked myself up and went to a meeting, Mm -hmm. you know, because I don't have to live that way anymore.
0: Yeah.
1: And to a certain degree, she was just saying what we'd said about ourselves for years and years, Mm -hmm. generations. But I don't have to live that way today. And I don't so yeah what a difference Mm -hmm. what a difference so yeah and that was a long time ago now it's a long long time
0: yeah
1: so yeah those kids are all grown up
0: are they and how are they doing
1: one is very 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 troubled Mm -hmm. very troubled and the other one i wouldn't say she's fantastic but you know what in this gritty life she holds her own she holds her own she has a job you know she's um able to make her way that's good it is good it is very good
0: well there's going to be like a a certain level of resiliency right that oh yeah that children out of those situations are going to have like
1: yeah 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 you know
0: it's kind of like growing up on a farm you're naturally tougher than a city kid you think so i do yeah yeah i I shouldn't say naturally tougher i think you get you naturally a bit harder like unless you're an inner city kid where you have to grow up yeah. basically on the same level of a farm kid. You know what?
1: That's interesting. Right? That's interesting. Yeah. Yeah.
0: It's. I mean, I don't know for sure what the stats are, but I, it just seems reasonable to me that because I've worked with in, I have been fortunate to never have been grown up in poverty mm-hmm. right? because my parents, they killed themselves for us, yeah. for us boys. Right. So that is a privilege and I recognize that very much so. But I also recognize having worked um in the homeless sector for a mm. number of years, that you are hard
1: mm-hmm. when you're
0: when you have to go through shit, right? On the streets or in shelters or you're growing up with child welfare every week coming to your house, yeah. like the RCMP or whatever it is, that is a that's a fucking problem oh, for sure. people, right? And it creates hard humans, right? Yeah. Just like just like in the country. Like you can get hard just by doing the natural stuff, right? Yeah. I'm like talking to my mom, she's from a farm and just listening, like the shit they had to do just to get water upstairs. Oh, sure. Right. Like, yeah. Anyway, sorry. Yeah.
1: Don't make a pet out of your chicken because you're probably going to have to eat it on That's Sunday. That's right. Don't That's give right. your
0: chicken a fucking name. Right? No, Betty. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, Betty's running around in circles again. No head.
1: <laughs> That's right. That's
0: right. I'm sorry to anyone out there with pet chickens.
1: You know what? You're allowed to have three emotional support chickens in the city. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah, Heather's
0: pretty excited. Yeah. Are oh, you guys yeah. going to get some chickens? She wants chickens, but yeah. we can't get them now. We're You in can live apartment. in an
1: apartment. Yeah. yeah, that would be difficult. Yeah. Or you can get a minute Horse or a pig, like one of those pot pigs. Oh, yeah, but they have a, like a shit that big Dave, Yeah, like thinking, well, of we're,
0: or... we're thinking of fostering like dogs or cats.
1: Really, are yeah. you gonna get a different place?
0: No, nope.
1: okay, oh, in your apartment, yeah, in that yeah. hippie, hippie hideaway of yours. It is, it's a hippie <laughs> hideaway, man.
0: It totally is. Um, yeah, so okay, so I do we interrupt you were talking?
1: I can't remember, yeah,
0: me neither. No, because we're friends, so we can talk about whatever we want. I
1: know. Oh, we yeah. are friends we've been friends for a long time
0: we have been yeah and, and the truth of the matter is you're like you are an old timer whether you like it or not
1: thank you yep, everyone wants welcome. to hear that of course
0: <laughs> right every well i didn't say old i didn't say you're old but old timer for us is is a privilege much like being just absolutely. an old person absolutely right because yeah. we're not guaranteed shit. Nope. so no. so how has how has your life changed in obviously 21 years is a long time Mm, right yep but when you describe every time i hear your story and you talk about that first one Mm -hmm. i get hooked i'm like oh that's me baby like that's me as Mm -hmm. soon as i had that first one yeah i didn't get drunk right away but i loved it right away
1: oh sure i did and
0: i had to lie about how much i loved it Mm -hmm. because my older brother started going through addiction stuff with cocaine and, Mm -hmm. and almost died and so then I, I realized I had to go really undercover with all this shit. Right. So I pretended like I hated booze. And, right. You know what I mean? And until my parents moved up to Canada and I got left and I was in the States, then I loved it.
1: And then you were able to let go yeah. and stop living a lie. Yeah. 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 And
0: when you tell the story about you licking it out of the dirt mm-hmm. and trying to get that crown royal out, it. Oh, I'm sure. Like, I can picture my friends around me going what the fuck are you doing because yeah. not for that specific thing but having heard that a few times from some of my friends yeah what in the fuck are you doing absolutely like, yeah why are you doing that That's right? right yeah like why but uh, man so today you work with people lots in mm-hmm. in sobriety um and you work with other like women and other men mm-hmm. i'm sure like um what What are the main things that have changed the trajectory of your life? Like,
1: I think there's been
0: probably several.
1: Oh yeah. Yeah. Getting sober is kind of, how would you say? For me, February 1st, 99 is my personal, like, where were you when, Mm. like when the twin towers or maybe in 20 years we'll talk about coronavirus, Yeah, you know, it just, it changed the world. It changed the world for me so I never thought I would ever you know I I was 47 years old and never lived with a man Mm -hmm. and now I nearly got married like I nearly got on the plane to go to Vegas to get married and then coronavirus like shut that down like just so many differences but I think the biggest difference is I'm happy and grateful or what I have mm-hmm. instead of pissy and lost and mad about what I don't have.
0: Yeah.
1: I, that, I went to you know California. I was there a long time. Because I thought that was going to be the only place. What did you do was, in
0: California? Where, um, where were you at?
1: I was in San Francisco, oh. Walnut Creek. Yeah. Um,
0: like Kate Ashbury and stuff like that? Oh, or? anywhere. Anywhere. Because yeah,
1: yeah. I was convinced that the answers were there. Mm-hmm. Because to be kind of a freaky person there, yeah. you have to try pretty hard to stand out. Yeah. You know, so me, Welcome I. Welcome to the freak circus, right there. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. I don't mean that in a bad way. I mean, no,
1: no. It's, it's, it's like a. Every day is like a carnival. Totally. But if you scratch the surface even a little bit, there's poverty and addiction yeah. and.
0: Pain. You
1: know, and everything. even those people, the freaky people, were supposed to be so much fun. Even they were saying to me, Do you remember what you said? Do you remember what you did? I was like, <laughs> like, you guys are jerks like in Canada. Seriously. i know you guys were cool.
0: Yeah. What's <laughs> up with you guys? Why are you always so uptight?
1: I know. <laughs> it's, like, oh. it's
0: like I'm uptight, Dave, because every time you get drunk you light something on fire. That's uh, why yeah. I'm uptight.
1: Yeah. And then you try to piss on it to put
0: <laughs> it out. <laughs> yeah, but I'm responsible. <laughs>
1: Right. <laughs> but the fire's in your head and the piss is real
0: <laughs> the piss is real and the fire's not
1: <laughs> that's
0: <right. laughs> man if only uh, I would have thought of that when I pissed my pants the last time you know. being drunk as god man yeah, yeah I peed in
1: the closet
0: yeah I would definitely do that yeah,
1: yeah I thought it was you know I don't know if I thought I was outside. I would only or... do
0: that by, like, when I was staying at someone else's place oh, if I man. passed out. Because then I wouldn't know it was the bathroom because we'd get so black out. No, right? I like, did it at my own house. Did you? Yeah, I peed
1: yeah. in my own closet, yeah. Did you? Yeah. I peed
0: in my own bathtub.
1: Oh, did you? Yeah. Was there water in it?
0: No. <laughs> and I wasn't in the bathtub. I was standing. Yeah, it was really, like, this is awesome. I love how the conversation is going in this direction. Because so, it was the
1: toilet right there and you pee? Yeah. In? Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah.
0: literally, like, I, I probably looked at the toilet and just You're turned like, Not and said, today. Yeah, I know. I don't want to piss in the sink. Oh, <laughs> that's rude. Right? right? Who knows what I was on? Like, I could have been on, like, a combination of things, and which I probably was. <laughs> well, yeah. to be
1: generous, yeah. To probably. be generous, I'm
0: going to give myself that. Yeah.
1: Okay, give yourself, like, a. Five out of four. Totally. There was a yeah.
0: There was a combination of chemicals in my system, mm. um, and but whenever I would have a certain combination of chemicals, uh-huh. something like that would happen. Oh, not, totally. Not pissing necessarily in my house, but maybe pissing on the street or
1: whatever. Right, right. On yeah. a cop's shoe somewhere. Yeah. Whew, That's not a good that idea. not happening. Did you piss on a <laughs> cop's shoes? No, but I think yeah, no. But I could have been like, the, like the second out of four wives mm-hmm. of one. But no, that never happened. Second of
0: four wives of (laughs) cops.
1: Yeah, no. (laughs) (laughs) That's a bad road. Right? No, nothing. You know what? (laughs) Have you ever
0: dated a police officer? No, No. I
1: have. You know, I've never had blue fever. I'm from small town BC. Yeah. I feel like I should run away with them carrying a case of coconut or something. Like when I see one, <laughs> run like,
0: away with a case of coconut.
1: <laughs> when I'm driving a west winds and I see one behind me, I just yeah. like pull over, let him go, and then pull over. <laughs> no, just um, no, I, yeah.
0: I found it impossible to resist actually at really? one point in my life. Yeah. Oh,
1: what cops? Yeah.
0: Like, like oh my god I just about got like I moved in with one. Oh, like, wow! yeah like, here in town too oh wow! yeah we'll talk about her after okay, like in terms okay. of yeah I'm not gonna say any names obviously no 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 but,
1: no. but
0: um and I'm sure she's fine okay like, I, I I'm sure she is I, yeah, I don't yeah. know but um it's like
1: yeah. a smorgasbord of unhealthy masculinity and you know like and this... femininity too. oh totally yeah, yeah, yeah like yeah, it's yeah.
0: And, but i was attracted to that right oh like, me too. and back when her and i got together like this was years years yeah ago. it was like, like
1: nuclear
0: oh my goodness it yeah, was yeah. like she was the coolest thing i'd ever met i bet right like yeah. i mean she just had so much depth and all this cool yeah. shit she was doing all the time even though i was a full-on like under the fucking radar criminal like i was like <laughs> and by under the radar i mean barely under the radar yeah yeah um and i just i was fascinated by her really i couldn't imagine like how did this happen how I did she the be the power, power yeah how yeah. did she do this like yeah, and yeah. then when i got to know her i thought even more so how the know. fuck does she do this oh. like because this is like a slippery slope that yeah, some people can walk right like, wow yeah
1: I think people can walk it for a while. Exactly. Eventually, Yeah. yeah. The wipeout happens and then it's like, all done, right. Yeah. yeah. That's yeah. right.
0: But I will say this, and I've said this before. When I left that relationship, I literally backed out of that apartment.
1: Really? Yeah. You're afraid she was going to shoot you in the back? Eyes
0: on her. Eyes in oh. the gun safe. Oh, yeah. Really? No, I'm like, fucking hey, It was weird. It was not that she ever threatened me. No. So I should say that. Like clear and I, I will say that. She never threatened me or did anything like that. But there was little subtle things oh. that she would do to try to catch me doing something. Oh, that's what they
1: say. That's what they say.
0: Yeah. You know you what know? she would do? She would leave like, she would leave um, accidentally, oh. leave
1: three hundred confiscated,
0: confiscated dope oh. in her pocket and she'd put it on the dresser uh-huh. knowing that I smoked dope. Right, 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 right. Right. And um, of course I didn't take it. Like I, the reason I was under the radar was because I wasn't exactly super stupid about everything <laughs> I did. Right. Like not mm. to say that I was smart, but Does
1: that say you were a criminal genius all along.
0: I don't know if I was a genius. No. I'm not saying that either because <laughs> fuck that. I'm not a genius at anything, <laughs> Yes, <you are. laughs> but I was, I was able to stay under the radar right. because I didn't do that stuff. That was obvious. Right. right,
1: right like, right.
0: like just because there's a big chunk of dope there doesn't mean I should take it. Uh-huh. Right.
1: Interesting. Yeah.
0: But I, I don't know if she did it on purpose. Um, but yeah so I I was I'm surprised you didn't get hooked up like hooked into that somehow well
1: I was four years sober when I uh, joined CPS
0: oh so you had your brain with you then but
1: I didn't see police officers as human beings until I went to the CPS cops meeting and all of a sudden realized I'm surrounded by human beings with everything that comes with that I was judgmental, and um, they're just
0: as messy as we are. You yeah. know
1: what? And just as beautiful.
0: Just as beautiful. Yeah. I guess it's beautiful, messy. Yeah.
1: You know what? And we all are. Yeah. But you know what? You put on that uniform, you get a little blue fever. Come on. Ugh. You know. Uh. Uh-uh. Yeah. No, I just um. The man I'm with is a gentle soul. He is a gentle soul. He is a gentle soul. He's the person I need to be with. He'd probably be the worst police officer because he believes what people tell him. Mm -hmm. You know, he honestly does. And he's he's kind. And that I'm not saying there are not police officers out there who are those things. But I think it's the kind of job that um, beats. You have to really hang on to your humanity and swim upstream to be successful at that. You know, some of the things you've told me I think about some from time to time things that you found out and um you know it's tough it's mm-hmm. tough yeah so yeah no I was just I never got blue fever yeah. I was like I was always on the other side of the law at a yeah. safe distance <laughs>
0: yeah and I think part of why I, I got it like I did I caught the fever for sure this mm-hmm. but this particular woman gave mm-hmm. me the fever
1: oh really yeah you got there, the fever there was
0: no question about it it was her like, really that was she was unique, even amongst the unique. Wow! Right? Like, interesting. And, yeah, and or at least at the time. Yes. Okay, because I was young. Mm. She was older. Ooh. Like, I would have been, 23. She was, almost 40 or in her 40s. Oh, wow. Yeah, like.
1: They say that's when a woman really comes into oh. their own, and for a, a younger dude and an older woman, biologically it makes a lot of sense. That's
0: what they say. Yeah. yeah. But it didn't work with this one. Well, yeah, just We're just going to leave it at that.
1: Okay, cool. <laughs> <laughs> it
0: might have been biologically a ah, match, but psychologically, emotionally, spiritually, physically, it was a Tire
1: fire, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it yeah, was yeah, a tire
0: yeah. fire. That's yeah. right, yeah. So oh. is there anything else you want to tell us about you yourself? You
1: know what? I feel like I've sung like a bird, and I uh, can't believe we've gone some places. I know. We've gone some places. We have. Yeah, yeah. How long are we at now? It must be almost an hour. Holy cow. 45 minutes.
0: Yeah. Wow. wow. I lost track.
1: Me too. Yeah. Well, it's just like, the, it is talking with a friend. Yeah. That's a beautiful thing. It is. You know?
0: So what do you think the keys are to your sobriety today?
1: I have to, uh, remain active in my program. Yeah. Service work.
0: Yeah. I can't when you say service work. Mm-hmm. So people out there might not know what service work. means. Oh, so. um,
1: like I, I belong to a couple of committees. Mm-hmm. Um, if there's a heap of potatoes, I'll grab a peeler and I'll start peeling them.
0: Okay, gotcha. If
1: there's someone who's crying in the parking lot, I won't walk past because my friends are inside. Mm -hmm. You know? Yeah. I will turn... Living a self-centered, selfish, self-seeking life, I had to turn inside out, become Mm other-centered. So um, that is one aspect. I had to do the steps Like looking at him on the wall, that's not enough. Like I had to dig deep and find somebody and I had to do the steps.
0: Yeah.
1: I have to drop the rock every day. My superpower is keeping a grudge alive for decades (laughs) and it does nothing but hurt me. Yeah. It does nothing but hurt me. I have to drop the rock every day. You were saying it
0: the other day though, about the, you can't drink the poison and expect someone else to die. It's like, I'm
1: chugging, chugging, chugging. And he's... Kids do and you're whatever. watching the person just <laughs>
0: grow and get stronger and you're slowly <laughs> wilting, right? I know, I know. Yeah.
1: And I have I have done that and I don't want to do that anymore. Mm. I want to move forward in my life. Yeah. And uh, the fellowship, I'm involved in the fellowship. Yeah. I need to be involved in a community of people who mm-hmm. want to see me succeed. Yeah. You know, who don't want to see me suck and rye right off the ground. Yeah. know, they don't want to see that. Yeah. I'm valuable
0: and Absolutely.
1: Uh, i am meant to be here i'm mm. meant to be here so i think that's for me if i'm feeling if i've got an idea so brilliant i don't want to tell anybody because mm-hmm. they might steal it i gotta talk to somebody yeah. i gotta talk to somebody yeah
0: that's a good good point mm-hmm. to make Val, because when i feel like there's stuff going on that i don't want to talk about it's an immediate reminder that i'm in trouble
1: i gotta talk to somebody yeah even okay, if, if even if
0: my rationalization about why I don't want to, oh, yeah. right. Cause I experienced that early on with like making amends. Right. Mm. I was like, Oh, I know how to do this. I don't need to ask for help. No, no. Bing bang, boom. I fucked it up like six times in a row. Right. Like, <laughs> Only
1: six. That's bad. But seriously,
0: like <laughs> even after six, I still didn't ask my sponsor for help. No. I just simply said, this is what I did. Right. I, it was so like pathological. Yeah. I couldn't stop fucking Absolutely. doing it. Absolutely. Yeah.
1: Yeah. yeah. You no, know, I. I live a beautiful, and it's got its it's got its stuff. Mm-hmm. I mean, every life does. I yeah. don't think it would be a human being alive today. That would say like everything's perfect all the time, mm-hmm. all the time. Everything's perfect. Like I yeah. don't think that is, a true and reasonable reflection of any human existence.
0: Agreed. You know, yeah.
1: We lost our. I lost my cousin Kenny. Not my cousin. Mm-hmm. My my nephew and.
0: Yeah, but he was—he was close to you. He was oh, close to your heart, regardless, you know, right? I
1: love that kid. I yeah. love that kid. And then one day he was gone, you know. Mm-hmm. And uh, you want to talk
0: about that? If you want to, you can.
1: You know, it, um, his mother like um, does little animations and stuff and puts them online, and mm. you know about um, and they'll have like um, videos of him as a baby and. You know, he he was a guy at the Fish Creek Park who lit himself on fire. Yeah, and um, he was 25, and he was sick. He was sick. Everything he couldn't let go. Mm-hmm. You know, everything that anybody ever said to him hurt him, and he didn't have a program. He couldn't mm-hmm. let go. And then one day he just uh, he wrote a note and he did it. Yeah, and it was like someone took a bomb and threw it. it's just like I never thought something could hurt so much. I mean, mm-hmm. I've had people die. And, yeah. You know, but I just don't, I, I still want to wrap my head around it.
0: He was special though, right? He like, was,
1: uh, yeah. I, you know, I just, I was, I loved him from the time mm-hmm. I held him in his, in my arms when he was a baby, mm-hmm. you know, and I wish he would have let me be the hero and would have called me for help. I would have mm-hmm. been there, you know, but he didn't, he was done. He wanted out yeah. he found a way.
0: He sounded like a beautiful, beautiful dude. Oh, totally. Yeah, his service was amazing.
1: And so many people came forward and said the same thing. Yeah, like nobody knew he was he was a genius at hiding his pain.
0: We get pretty good at it. right? Oh, totally. But he
1: just he kept he just couldn't swallow any more. And he didn't. One day he walked to Claire's home. Wow, I know. I know. He just walked. He just walked to Claire's home. And nobody knew that he was doing stuff like that because mm-hmm. he didn't tell anybody. He didn't post it on Facebook. or oh, walked to Claire's home. But he yeah. did that.
0: Well, he was going through something different. He was he, going through yeah. something, yeah. He wasn't going through what normal kids would post, right? He's going no. through stuff that he doesn't want people to know.
1: Exactly.
0: Yeah.
1: Exactly. Yeah. And it, I just want to say that what a help you were to me. Oh. What a help you were to me to have somebody to talk to. It was just so outrageous and crazy and painful and you were there Mm -hmm. as a friend and i appreciate it i really do
0: oh god well if i was there and 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 i blacked out and was there because someone put me there right like it wasn't because i wanted to be i mean i want to be with you right like i but when when that when we went to the service and it was just there was so much love there right and and i think no matter what like we need to be around love Right? Absolutely, and we need to hear the stories about a, a situation, a person who did what he did, mm. and we need to still hear the love. Absolutely, because it's it's kind of like, well, what do you do? Do you just get up there? And, oh well, he shouldn't have done it. Yeah, yeah, like you could. There's people who take that tact. When oh, they absolutely, do absolutely, yeah. And I've heard, I'm not gonna say, I'm gonna say, crazy ministers <laughs> who <laughs> do stuff like that mm-hmm. because it's not about the people or the family; it's about them yeah. and what the minister thinks should be happening. And I think that's bullshit. What I loved about that service was just that. It was yeah. love, man. Like it's, lo- Humans are messy. Yeah. Right? We're not perfect. We're not angels. We're not even angelic, most of us. No. Right?
1: We're fucking the, messy. Yeah.
0: But we are still lovable. Absolutely. Right? And I we can still humanity, love.
1: I humanity is a miracle. Yeah. It's a miracle. you know? yeah. It truly is. And um, somebody said grief is love. Mm-hmm. It's just love that's... Um, that's lost
0: it's the expression of love when the person's not there anymore yeah right like we walk with our people we walk with them the ones who are gone we walk with them
1: every once in a while i'll think like i'm gonna go through my whole life without seeing him again Mm -hmm. but you know what i can um i can look at a river Mm -hmm. and be grateful for it or you know i have so many things to be grateful for Mm -hmm. and if i can just figure out a way to weave him into that Mm -hmm. To looking at the mountains or to be at the ocean and weave him into that mm-hmm. you know maybe that'll be a way that uh
0: well we got to I'll weave be okay him. we got to weave him into this
1: exactly yeah exactly you know he he was so good mm-hmm. he was so good and i miss him so much in it My yeah yeah yeah
0: he seemed like the kind of kid that you would like the kind Absolutely. of human that you would miss being around right
1: people think when they commit suicide, they're just going to disappear yeah. and they splatter themselves over everybody, regardless mm-hmm. of how they do it. Yeah. You know? And so I'm, I'm still processing that. Yeah. I'm still processing that. And then it seemed like a few weeks later, the world fell apart mm-hmm. and he was lost, you know? Yeah. So I'm just, uh, I sound like a broken record, but mm-hmm. I'm grateful. I'm grateful that I have my recovery community and people to talk to like mm-hmm. you and, uh, People who want don't want to see me sucking rye off the ground. You
0: yeah, know? yeah, I definitely um, don't want to see that. Thanks, me neither. Because yeah. I know up, how fucking face yeah, down. that's right.
1: Yummy. <laughs> 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 face down, ass up. Mouth that's the way I like to drink.
0: <laughs> 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 Mouthful of grass and dirt and yeah.
1: Oh yeah, it was great.
0: Jesus, <laughs> I remember like there were times. When, so when I was in high school, when I was drinking, I had all so all my top ones on the front are oh. fake. They're all fake. Oh wow. But back when I was in high school I had a temporary one. Oh, a I flipper. could bring it in and out of my mouth, right? Yeah yeah. So every time I'd throw up, because I'd throw up all the time because <laughs> I was fucking drinking too much. I would throw up and then drink some more. That's how I would throw up. Yeah. yeah. But I'd have to search for my fucking oh, tooth like, through the throw up. Yeah. And literally I like Darcy's about to throw up. <laughs> I, literally I would be on the ground So when you said you got down to suck the fucking rye (laughs) up, I I would get down to go through my throw up and find my tooth. Wow. And if it was in the street, I would just like fucking spit on it, clean it off, put it in my mouth. That's how little I gave a shit Uh about what I was doing. Absolutely. Like I I was automatic though. It wasn't like I think about it. I would just follow the throw up down and start picking it up because I knew it would be in there. Yeah, yeah. Like how gross is that? Yeah. Right? When that's, but that I, when... When I had had a drink, when I went back and stayed down there and my folks were here mm-hmm. and then I really started to drink like an alcoholic because um, I had that freedom, it was like all, almost every other night Yeah. I was picking my fucking tooth out of a throw up, yeah. right? Like, And I would still do it. I remember getting strep throat one night and my buddies were having a party and I wanted to drink so bad that I had gone to the doctor to get the antibiotics that I needed and so I was taking the antibiotics they gave me an injection in the ass penicillin to start the healing with the tonsillitis and uh, I was so fucking drunk like by 8 o'clock right that I had to go like fucking sleep because I was so drunk and embarrassing and like literally fell in the hot tub and I, I don't even know what else happened right mm-hmm. like But it was just so it's like that. That category one need, right? Mm -hmm. Where no matter what's going on. Right. Yeah. Far out. man.
1: Yeah, that's wild. Huh? Yeah. See, We're both face down, ass up, you know? Yeah, I always knew
0: we were both face down, ass up. Face down, (laughs) ass (laughs) up, (laughs) baby. The good
1: news is we don't have to do that anymore. (laughs) Touch high five! (laughs) High five.
0: (laughs) So before we go, is there anything that you would tell someone who might be struggling? anything at all that you think just might help somebody who's struggling.
1: I was about to say that if you find yourself in the phone book and children, the phone book is like a big, there used to literally be a phone book, but yeah. say if you're on the Google cops, like,
0: use them to keep you from bruising when they beat you.
1: <laughs> right, a bag of oranges. <laughs> 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 But if you like find yourself in a church basement among a group of mm-hmm. people with a similar background and a similar goal, you know, if you share that story about looking for your teeth in the vomit, somebody in the back would be like, you had a friend with a hot tub? Because they, they know that story. They know that story because they've done that. And you know that was, what? It's the laughter. It's the laughter yeah. that heals us. Because that's where alcoholism got it wrong. Yeah. It's because all the similarities. Because mm-hmm. I, can, I can relate. I can relate. Yeah. And you know what? And we well, can, as soon as you
0: say your friend had a hot tub. <laughs> I remember hearing a dude go, "You had fucking friends. <laughs> you had teeth, <laughs> <laughs> right?"
1: Absolutely. I can hear
0: it. I can hear it clean, clean as day. Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah.
1: And you know what? When we can laugh at the things that cause us so much pain, mm-hmm. it takes the power away. Yeah. So yeah, absolutely. Right Oh, on. it's so wonderful to be here. Thank you, thank you so much, Val. Thank you. You're welcome. Awesome. this is our
0: pleasure. My and an honor for us. Like, Aww, yeah. I hope thank it you. all
1: sounds okay. Thank you.
0: Thank you for tuning in this week to the Voices in Recovery podcast. Please stay tuned every Wednesday as we air another episode. Thank you for your time. And please, if you're in trouble, reach out. If you need to contact us at www.freedomspathrecoverysociety.ca, or you can look for us on Facebook under Freedoms Path Recovery Society. Thank you again for tuning in. Please stay tuned for upcoming groups activities, and podcasts.